Today's episode of Little Bit Leave It is sponsored by the Committee for a Return to Supper. A return to supper is a return to traditional values. Previously on Little Bit Leave It. Previously on Little Bit Leave It. Previously. <laughs> what the fuck? Previously on Little Bit Leave It. Hey everybody, welcome back to Little Bit Leave It, the podcast where we talk Love Island UK in the USA. My name is Ben and with me, as always, my podcasting partner and partner in life, Rebecca. Hey oh, this was a great episode. I'm really excited. Really excited because we are talking about season six, episode 13. Yes, that's why, because it's number 13. No, because of what happens in it. Well, it's a big episode. That's all I'm saying. That A lot happens. We've got, wow, wow. Should we just dive in? Yeah, it kicks off with Sabotage, which is so on the nose. The perfect song to start with, considering everything that goes down. And also, it slaps. Is that correct? It's a bop? It's on fleek? I think the first two, yeah, it slaps and it's a bop. I don't know. Is it a bop? I don't know. I'm old. It definitely slaps. Yeah. I don't know if it's a bop, though. So, I can't stand it. I know you planned it. So episode 13 starts with a little bit of a conversation. Shaunice is upset because Rebecca didn't warn her of her decision in the recoupling, thus sabotaging Shonice. I don't even know who that noise is for. I don't know if it's for your dad joke, for Rebecca, for Shonice. Maybe Ollie is. So we see Shonice complaining to Jess and Leanne who agree with her. And the first big scene of this episode, Shonice pulls Rebecca for a chat. Yeah. First of all, Luke T sounds really uncomfortable that Rebecca really picked him. I feel like we're getting a lot of mixed reactions from him, which is interesting. But yeah, Shawnee's talking to Rebecca. I am really impressed with Shawnee's. Yeah, I am too. I don't know how she kept her cool. Even in the beginning, Rebecca, you know, fake asks, how are you? And she goes, yeah, I'm all right. She's going to say exactly what she has to say, but she is not going to let Rebecca see her lose her cool. And, of course, Rebecca plays ignorant and defensive. Yeah, she's not listening, so eventually Shawnice walks away. But I but did was... did you see Nas's face? Um, oh, yeah, Nas makes a great face uh, as this is going on down, right? That face says, Rebecca, you did a lot wrong. And I love how fiercely protective Nas is of Shawnice. I feel like that relationship is one I'm really enjoying rewatching. Because it was so cringy and difficult in the beginning. And now it's morphed into a mutual respect. Yeah. And this is really how Shawnice gets over, I think, with the fans and really does her face turn to use the wrestling lingo. Yeah. Go listen to our super special from January if you have no idea what we're talking about. Yeah. It's 88 minutes of uh, pure, I don't know. Nonsense. Yeah. Drivel. Hilarity. Yeah. yeah. It's an hour and a half of pure nonsense in any case Shaunice walks away because Rebecca is clearly not listening so Shaunice basically accuses Rebecca of giving her the Naomi treatment 
And we all know what happens to Naomi, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't uh, give him any spoilers, though. No, no, no spoilers for season one. Nighttime falls onto the villa. Paige and Finn snog a bit in bed. If you want to kiss me, that would be fine. Connor pulls Sophie. Yeah. So there's a lot of layers to this one because is he really asking her to be his girlfriend to see her reaction? Is he trying to wind her up like he said he did? What is the meaning there? I just thought it was a joke. I did not take it seriously. Well, he said he was trying to wind her up. Yeah. And then they have a sweet moment with a small pack. I have never seen these two suck face. And I'm a little disappointed by that. Then we see Jess and Luke M. They also get a little awkward conversation and awkward kissing in, right? Yeah, Jess cannot keep her cool. Jess is so thrown by his request for a cheeky peck. But good for him. Though, in contrast to those couples, we have another that is on the daybeds. And there is not too much awkwardness between Shaunice and Luke T, is there? No. Oh, I love that he wants to hear her speech. I feel like that's such a good indicator that he really likes her of wanting to hear the nice things she wrote about him. Yeah, that was that was a nice little scene. I also like that she didn't tell him yet. Yep. That she's saving it. And then he complimented her speech for Nas, which was one of the best. Uh, it was just a really sweet scene. They warm my heart. The guys are very happy that Shaunice did indeed pick Nas. We see them kind of celebrating his staying in the villa. It looks like a bar mitzvah in there. Yeah, it does. Sophie and Connor. Chicken packs. Sophie and Connor. Chicken packs. No snogging. Just chicken packs. They're not even cheeky. Not even cheeky. No. And then Shawnee's poor Shawnee. She's just laying there wide awake. I know exactly how she feels. Look at the 180 from the beginning of the show until now. Poor Shawnee's. Oh, Shawnee's like, I love Shawnee's. I want to hug her. What happened? That's what I'm, I'm saying. This is, it's incredible what happens over the course of about five episodes. She goes from villain to sympathetic victim of Rebecca. It's funny because Luke T does keep flip-flopping. He was talking about her a lot before the recoupling. And then after the recoupling also, he was talking about her to Luke M. And he did a clip in the beach hut. So my suspicion is that maybe he's trying to convince himself he likes Rebecca more than he does because she is so pretty. She's prettier than Shawnee's, and because she is so into him. Oh, I think that if it was up to Luke T, he would have chosen Shawnee's. I think so, too, but he does talk a lot about Rebecca when he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to. Right, but nobody wants to cut themselves off from all of their options immediately upon entering the villa in Love Island. You've seen that backfire on contestants in other seasons, so it makes some sense that he doesn't want to go all in too quickly. I guess. I just think that even though Rebecca's prettier than Shawnee, Shawnee's has personality in spades. That is true. So we wake up on the 14th day of the sixth season of Love Island UK with the Lukes. Just in case you forgot what show you were watching and what episode you were on. Just in case you forgot the Lukes talk over breakfast. That was cute. I want to talk about Callum for a second. Yeah. So Callum makes Shauna breakfast, uh-huh. which is lovely. But those are some sad looking eggs. I want to know how those are, how she rates those 10 out of 10, unless she lies. Yeah. And it looks bad. Presentation's important. She might have been protecting his feelings a little bit. That's a first. Yeah. Then Nas, Jess, and Shanice have a little conversation. 
Yeah, he's fully in the twin sister zone. She's telling them about her kiss with Luke. Oh, yeah. If Nas ever had a chance with Jess, like, I hope he put that cigarette out under his foot. because It is gone. Guys are at the gym. They are talking about their feelings. Yeah. Connor knows girl code. And Connor knows that Rebecca messed up. And I'm proud of Connor for speaking up and saying something because... You know, not every guy knows girl code, and especially not on Love Island. And and I think we see not all girls even know girl code. Rebecca seems to, I don't know, does she really not know or does she not care? Because Leanne and Paige try to explain to Rebecca why Shawnice is so pissed, but... And she's friends with Leanne, so you would think that someone who has befriended her could give an honest opinion. Yeah, I think ultimately the real answer is that Rebecca doesn't care. That's, you know, they're trying, they're approaching it from, don't you realize that you've hurt this person's feelings? And Rebecca's like, yeah, I know. I just don't give a shit. Yeah, she can't, she won't admit her role in this. If everyone else is an asshole, maybe it's you, Rebecca, who's the asshole. I get that she's frustrated that people keep trying to explain to her why Shawnice is upset, but digging in and dying on this hill is not the way to go. Oh, yeah. So then we We got a text. We got a text. We've got a date. Woo. It's Shauna and Callum's turn to go on a date. Their first date. Their first date. And they get to go swimming in a little cove and have a champagne picnic. What would you think of that? It was sweet. They had a cute conversation about when they first liked each other. Uh, We talked about meeting each other's parents. Yeah, I, I think that Callum seems like Seems like he really likes Shauna. Callum talks about her being his first girlfriend. That was very telling. Meanwhile, I'm watching this sweet romantic date thinking Shauna's boyfriend should be shitting it right now. Yeah, so we're not spoiling the show on Little Bit Leave It, but... If you listen to the super special January episode, you Well, then know. you already know, but, you know, it came out that Shauna was in a relationship the entire time she was on Love Island and that her boyfriend was running her social media accounts while she was on the show and so forth. So that was no a, spoilers for the show, just spoilers yeah. for real life, I guess. That was a really cute date. And if I, there was a lot of eye gazing and smiling. And if you didn't know any better, you would think these two crazy kids might be falling into some limerence. I don't know, as I looked at it, I saw that he paid her a lot of compliments and he seemed to like her but i didn't see that much going from shauna to callum that seemed all very that sincere or genuine in my opinion huh. but that's just you know, me looking at it maybe my views are being colored by what i know back at the villa Woo, shawnees yeah she pulls luke t again in a hot bikini we're gonna address this later again in the tna report but shawnees looking fire in a bikini shawnees adele fudge you have got some bollocks does that make sense i don't know no she doesn't have bollocks <laughs> i don't know is bollocks balls i think it's bollocks bollocks aren't bullocks like the big things meant to stop traffic no, those are bollards Oh, <laughs> never mind the bollards. Here are the traffic cone. <laughs> never mind the bollards. Here's the delivery van. I don't know. I kind of like the traffic cones. <laughs> never mind the bollards. Yeah, Rebecca's pissed, but she was making such a fuss about saying, well, she can talk to him. He's still here. He's not gone. So sit in it, Rebecca. And then Luke T does the most romantic thing we've seen on this show so far. And he doesn't even intend it. 
to be that way, but he nails it. He asks Shawnice about the origin of her name, and he talks about taking her last name when they get married. This dude was created for her. He zeroed in on her insecurity and, you know, welcomed it with open arms before she could even get two words out. Yeah, it is. It's great to see them together. I agree 100%. I also liked watching Sophie and Leanne spying on them. That is an underrated friendship. I'm going to talk more about the different friendships in Spoils of Love. Oh, and that's a good opportunity to mention that while this podcast is free... Immediately after this podcast, we have Spoils of Love, a spoiler-filled after show that lasts about, you know, another 10 or 15 minutes. And you get access to that if you support us at patreon.com slash littlebitleaveit. As little as $2 per month, you get access to that bonus content with every episode. And for $5 per month, you can be in the Do-Bits Society and get special episodes, be on our Discord server, and much, much more. So now it's like getting ready time, right? Yeah, there is so much dressing room footage in this episode and then also just in this season compared to all the others. I just want to mention Nas lotioning up Callum. That's all. It's a a standalone sentence. It needed to be acknowledged. The wholesome masculinity in this episode, in this show continues. More drama. So Shauna and Callum get back, right? Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. That like. It's not even that interesting in this episode. Yeah, but then but then Rebecca, after that, Rebecca pulls Shawnice. They have they go for a chat in the clompiest walk ever between the big shoes and the boards and the furious anger. Stomp, 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 stomp. It is so clompy. It was hilarious. And then Rebecca says probably the worst thing you can say to someone who's angry at you for your actions. And what is that that she says? I'm sorry for the way you feel. Ooh, and what's great is everyone is watching this and Rebecca is sort of trying to bury the hatchet at first. She cedes a little space to Shawnice. But Shawnice does not mince words and she is in a position of strength here. So she gets to put Rebecca in her place. But did Shawnice ask Rebecca who she was picking? Because Shoni swore that she did, but I don't remember that. But that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I mean, we don't see a lot of what happens on the show. So I really would not be surprised if she did. So, And if they didn't think it was relevant at the time, although I think I, I would have considered it relevant at the time. Also, yeah, so... Bah. Shawnee's says, you're not my type of girl. It's happened twice behind my back. Stay out of my way. Shawnee's. Whoop, whoop. Rebecca has only been in the house four days. I think in the special, we underestimated her healiness. I think you're right. I mean, she is, she's like Naomi on speed. Four days. It is, I mean, it's, it's a very Emma-esque performance. <laughs> Ooh, and then they have that clompy walk back where they're sniping at each other. And this is what's also interesting. After this confrontation, Rebecca takes her case to Jess and Leanne, but... Who does Shanice go to? Well, Shanice is crying with Paige, Sophie, Jess, and Shauna. And she's wiping away her tears with those pointy nails. And as a mom, all I could think was, you're going to poke your eye out with those things. But I was wondering when she was going to crack. And that seemed as good a time as any. But very quickly, while Rebecca is still talking to Jess and Leanne, Shanice is soon being comforted by Luke T. 
yeah, it's so sweet. They have a sweet hug. And honestly, Luke T, why would you want to be with someone who treats Shawnice like that? Rebecca is being such a low down little shit with Shawnice. And there's nothing stopping her from being like that to you, too. I mean, she. Yeah. Wake up, Luke T. She screwed Kana over. Like, wake up, Luke T. Woohoo. Yeah. And then. I think it was really stupid for Jess and Leanne to try to get Shawnice to come over and have the same argument again. Uh, that Good for Shawnice for saying no thanks. And usually I think Jess and Leanne are pretty level-headed, but that was a miss. The night is soon interrupted by Laura Whitmore. Yeah, Here she is. Bitch, where's this bitch been? The first time we have seen her since the first episode, Laura Whitmore is back. For a shock dumping. Shock dumping. The Lukes and their girls are safe. Yeah, I can't believe that Rebecca is safe because if she wasn't, she would have been tossed out on her ass so fast. Yeah, it is. um, It's pretty crazy. And Shawnice and Nas are shitting themselves. Yeah, so first we see Paige and Finn get are safe because the public has voted for their favorite couples with the least popular couple. Up for elimination. Up for elimination, yeah. So Paige and Finn are safe. Shauna and Callum are safe. Leanne and Mike are safe. And that brings us down to Shawnice and Nas and Sophie and Connor. And in a little bit of a surprise, I think, the friend couple of Shawnice and Nas beat out Connor and Sophie. I guess people just did not like the on-again, off-again nature, or maybe the tabloids were picking on one or the other of them. I'm not exactly sure why. Well, Shawnice and Nas have had some pretty good friendship moments over the last couple of episodes, too. And going back, I don't feel like the reunion between Connor and Sophie was as romantic as I remembered it. And all their little chicken pecks. I'm sorry. If you're in this situation with somebody and you keep, you're having this rocky romance and everybody's hot and you're in this like sex island. I just chicken pecks. That's the best you can do. That's why Danny and Jack felt fake too. Chicken pecks. You can't even get some tongue in there. So do you think that maybe all of the drama around these two is contrived and fake and that they are not really emotionally invested in one another? It wouldn't surprise me. Okay. Well, that is an interesting take on it. And it could be just that Nas's popularity or Shawnice's uh, popularity due to Rebecca turning her into a face could also be more responsible for the outcome of the vote. I, I almost I think that's almost a better explanation. There can be more than one way. Yeah, definitely. Not mutually exclusive. So in a great twist, we found out the couples are the ones who are going to decide who gets to stay on Love Island between Connor and Sophie. Dun, dun, dun. What's your guess? Oh, I'm not even going to guess because I know the answer, so I don't want to spoil it. We'll talk about it, though, in the spoils of love. Probably. Probably. So I think it might be time for a word from our sponsor. I wonder what kind of nonsense they're going to bring us today. These ads are out of control. Who are these people? Today's episode of Little Bit Leave It is sponsored by the Committee for a Return to Supper. Look at our world today. Our air and water are more polluted than ever. 
War, famine, and disease are a permanent feature of our lives, and too many of us struggle to make ends meet. Before the chains of industrialization tied us to unnatural lives more suited to rats than human beings, there was a time when men were free to enjoy the fruits of their labor. Each night, families and friends would gather round a table, candles illuminating their smiling faces, and eat and drink to their stomach's content. This joyous feast was known as supper. What happened to supper, you ask? Like many of mankind's noblest, proudest, and most rewarding traditions, it was destroyed by evildoers who will stop at nothing to enslave our minds and harvest our bodies for their labor. Back in this glorious time, we ate three meals, breakfast in the morning, dinner in the middle of the day, and supper after dark. As the workday expanded, dinner was pushed later, and supper was pushed later still, ultimately reduced to the lowly and shameful midnight snack. How can we have allowed that to happen? How did we let them convince us that our greatest meal was something to be ashamed of? How did we let them steal our heritage? It's time we stand up and say, no, you can't steal our history. You can't fool us into thinking we've never been free because the truth is that we've always been free. That's right. We have the power to take our lives back and honor our forefathers by returning to the traditional meals that built our civilization. We at the Committee for a Return to Supper are now putting the power in your hands through the power of the internet. We've launched an online petition to eliminate lunch, move dinner to its rightful place, and bring supper back to our communities. Join the over 11 signatories who are standing up for traditional values. Let's get rid of lunch and get back to our roots. That was pretty intense. Yeah, that was a little weird. There uh, were some whistles in there. Yeah. Um. Who wrote this shit? I have no idea who wrote this, but it is a little weird, I have to say, that the Committee for a Return to Supper is advocating getting rid of lunch. Ah, you think there's a conspiracy here? All I'm saying is that that last ad from the breakfast board, whatever that was, right? The breakfast association. Breakfast council. Breakfast. No, it's the lunch council, but the breakfast group. Yeah. That was a weird ad. And also kind of, I don't know. A little Trumpy. Inflammatory, certainly. <laughs> so it almost looks like they were written by the same people. That's all I'm saying. Do these people not know that we're just like a little show about a dating game? I don't know what they're doing here. I don't know why they're waging their war on our turf. I don't know, but they're paying us good money to do it. So keep it coming. Uh, lunch, lunch council and uh, committee for a return to supper. All right. Great. So it's time to get into our deep dive. Is that copyrighted? I might get in trouble. What? The uh, Wheel of Fortune song. It's definitely copyrighted. I didn't know that is even what you were trying to sing there, so I think you're safe. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> okay, so today we are going to talk about Laura Whitmore. So we've seen her now for... Two times. Two times. Total of seven minutes. Yep. So she replaced Caroline Flack, obviously, when Caroline was charged with assaulting her boyfriend and she resigned from the show. Caroline left a big hole in the show 
But Laura was, I think, a sensible choice for a replacement host. Caroline supported it. And interestingly, it wasn't the first time that she stepped in for Caroline Flack. But that is the middle of the story. So let's go back to the beginning. Laura first gained attention when she was still in college and advanced to the final round of a modeling competition all the way back in 2003. And that modeling competition got her on The Late Late Show. She did not win the competition, but a few years later, she really got her big break when she won a contest to become an MTV personality. So, Beck, do you remember Dave Holmes? Of course, I love Dave Holmes. I read his book. Oh, really? Yeah, I love him. That's crazy that you read his book. I looked, I saw that he wrote a book. It's and good. He's married to a famous musician. So he definitely seems like he's, he's done well. Do you remember Jesse Camp? Yeah, but I wasn't a fan. Yeah, I don't think very many people were. Those guys were, of course, the first winners of MTV's Wanna Be a VJ contest in the 1990s. Dave Holmes came in second, but you know he went on to have the better career compared to Jesse Camp, though, of course, that is an incredibly low bar. Yeah, it's like Hot Topic versus, I don't know, Old Navy. I think of Jesse Camp as like the, almost like the Luke Perry of the Blink-182 punk era, right? He was way older than all of the other, wasn't he? Age or not, do not smear Luke Perry's good name by associating him with that okay, person. That, that wasn't, yeah, that wasn't fair. I just meant in the sense that, you know, how Luke Perry was older than all the other actors on 90210. Uh, I don't think he was. Gabrielle Carteris was like 31. Oh, that's right. She was the oldest. I always forget that. And she's head of SAG now, I think. Oh, wow. That's cool. She's head of some big actors union. But none of them can touch Laura Whitmore. Yeah, Gabrielle Carteris has been the executive vice president of SAG-AFTRA since 2012, and she assumed the position of acting president of the union in 2016, and then she was elected in actual 2016 and 2017 and 2019. So you go, Andrea Zuckerman. I knew you were going to do big things. Yes, that's that's fantastic. I was trying to move on, move it back to the Laura Whitmore subject. Yeah, but staying on topic is not one of our top talents. So please, Laura Whitmore me. Okay, so none of those winners of the U.S. contests can touch Laura Whitmore. You're the one who brought up Jesse Camp and Dave Holmes, BT dubs. Yeah, I know. But she won the MTV Europe version of the contest where contestants competed to become an MTV news anchor instead of a VJ. Ooh. So Laura won and became a well-known interviewer on MTV Europe for the next five years. She was on the cover of FHM magazine. I guess is that redundant FHM magazine? I don't know. Is it, isn't it like For Him magazine? I don't know. Yeah, but people also say ATM machines. So. That's true. So FHM magazine, she was on the cover of that. And there is also a really great 2012 profile in the Dublin newspaper, The Independent. I suggest that you go out and read that. Maybe we will put a link in the description on Patreon. It's a really good interview with her because her personality really shines through. My main critique of her on Love Island is that she comes off as a bit wooden sometimes. She's very cold. I don't feel that same connection between her and the contestants that I felt with Caroline. Right. But now that I understand her background as an interviewer, uh, she also went to college. uh, She has a journalism degree. 
it makes a lot more sense because she does come off a lot like she's interviewing the contestants where Caroline's style was a lot more conversational. I agree. So Laura's career has some interesting parallels with her predecessor apart from Love Island. Laura followed Caroline as the host of the after show to I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, which is a show I have never seen. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm not interested. She also competed on Strictly Come Dancing. And Caroline, of course, owned that show. Yeah, she rocked that shit a couple years before Laura participated. How did Laura do? Not that well, I don't think. I mean, not terrible, I don't think, but not great. Did Laura ever go into any wheelchair dancing competitions? I don't think so. I don't think Laura was quite the dancer that Caroline was. But Laura's background is not really in entertainment. It's in journalism. So, again, I think that kind of makes sense. She also wrote and starred in a short film in 2019. And this film is about the pressure we put on ourselves through social media. And it played at the Irish Film Festival in London. And she actually won the award for the best performance of any film in the festival that year. Wow. Oh, I would like to see more of Laura Whitmore being a person because she does come off so stiff in the show. Yeah, so it's funny because in the FHM profile from, I think, 2011, she's dressed like a punk rocker and she comes off as really funny. They ask, you know, how do you want to die? And she says she wants to be eaten by sharks while she's sleeping. That's awesome. I mean, to be with Ian Sterling, you have to be funny and cool because I will defend my boy Ian Sterling to the death. Yes, we stand our voiceover king. You know, not that I stalk these guys on Instagram or whatever, but through the course of the research for this little piece, I did come across, you know, a good number of photos of the two of them, and they definitely look like they have a lot of fun together. So she does really seem unnatural a bit on Love Island compared to all these other contexts. I'm going to give her a little bit of a break and say that it's a weird position for her to be put in and given everything Oh, absolutely. And I would probably, not that I have any qualifications for being on a show like that, but I would probably be kind of stiff and freaked out. And Oh, yeah. All the circumstances were crazy. But Even before Caroline passed, it was uncomfortable and strange. Yeah. I also think that Laura brings something different to Love Island compared to Caroline, right? And I think that... We've the, barely seen anything to base that opinion on, in my opinion. Yeah, but I mean, well, now that I've actually, so I watched some clips from the short film and have read a bunch of stuff about her in these interviews. I just think the producers are not really using her very well. And I hope that the producers can capture, you know, what she can bring to the show in season seven and going forward. Yeah. Oh, season seven. Please make a season seven. Strap masks on all of them. Do a handies only rule. Like, I don't care. No kissing. Port Marion Village, baby. We're going to Wales. Oh, yeah. Or Bristol. Yeah, they could do it in Bristol. But I I like Port Marion Village and they could go visit Gellert's grave. Nice. They have a date date in the dog cemetery. (laughs) They got to do it. Fantastic. They got to do it. Okay, so that's what I got on Laura. So shall we do a culture shock? I don't have anything. Thanks. I don't have anything for culture shock, so go ahead. So the... uh, (laughs) So, no, I can't... I actually... 
I cannot find what it means, but there was some rhyming slang in the episode bottom shelves. And elves? I don't I have no idea what bottom shelves means. You know, bottom shelf it's not bottom shelf, right? Obviously bottom shelf is just low quality, right? It's, Liquor. Yeah. This was bottom shelves and if anybody out there can tell us the meaning of this piece of British slang. Who said it? Uh, who else? Shauna, I think. So okay. I, I don't know. I do not know. Interesting. What that means. We could not find that one. So email us. Little bit. Leave it podcast at gmail dot com or right. tweet at us. You can follow me at LBLI podcast and you can follow back at LBLI peng like peng sort because she is a peng sort. Oh, yeah. Better that than a dead ting. Anyway, are you ready for the TNA report? I'm ready. The TNA report. We've got a lot this episode. Very exciting. I like to go chronologically because it helps me organize my thoughts. You do whatever you need to do. I will jump in when I have something to say. So kicking it off, F minus, Shawnee's enormous brows. Is that cool? Like, I don't know. Maybe it's cool. I know brows have been a thing for a while, but hers seem really big. I I didn't really notice, I have to say. I'll ask the TikTok or Plaxo or something. I don't know. F minus. Rebecca's lime green headband with the sky blue paisley. Headache inducing. Maybe it's just because it's on Rebecca, but I'd probably hate it on anyone else. Oh, that was when she was wearing the bandeau top and the headband. Oh, so ugly. So ugly. I agree. Also, while we're on Rebecca, do you remember that black hat she wore? Oh, I'm not even up to that yet. Oh, God. It was ridiculous. I'm not even up to that yet. I might have liked the hat, but she sucks and she takes it down with her. Yeah. That hat is not strong enough to resist the pull into the abyss from Rebecca. Ooh, good. F plus, Callum does look sexy in his beach date outfit, as he was told on the show. Another F plus for Shawnee's leopard print bikini. Well, Shawnee just rocks it. You know, she's she's got all kinds of good fashion in this episode, I think. Yeah. Well, we'll get to that. Another F plus, uh, Leanne's high bun. Very cute. And then I have an F question mark. All these F stand for fashion, by the way. I realized yeah, that. I thought you were grading them all. It's like, so these, this is really harsh. And then I started to realize, oh, maybe these are good things as you started to talk about F plus with Shonice because I know that you were happy about that one. Yeah. Sorry, y'all. That's how I write them down. You like A plus. I, I also use plus and minuses, but, you know, I don't use the letters. Okay. And then I have a question mark. Okay. So I loved the moment, and this is another one of those sweet moments, where Shawnee and Nas accidentally coordinate their outfits. The outfits themselves are trash. I really hate recreational use of camo print, but I just loved that they thought it was funny and that they didn't change and they were sort of annoyed by it, but I just loved it. See, I had uh, that as a fashion positive, the Shawnee camouflage hunting outfit with the parachute pants and the orange tank top. I thought it was cool. I hated it. I just, like I said, I just hate camo recreationally. I think that she pulled it off. I wouldn't wear it, but uh, I think that she pulled it off. Well, that's Shawnee's for I you. also had another positive, and that was Luke T's denim jacket with racing stripes. I thought that was pretty cool. You know, he had the uh, cross earrings to go along with it, the black hat. It was a good co Yeah, I like Luke T. 
Yeah, Shanice and Luke T dress well. They have a style. I don't always like it, but they definitely have a style, and I'm excited to see more Maximum style. From yeah, them. and it's, I'll tell you, it's a style that I wish I could pull off. Really? A little bit, yeah. I, I wish I could dress like Luke T. A little bit, leave it. little bit, leave it. That's right. And I think we have reached that time again. Uh-oh. What-o? It's time to rank the couples. Aye, aye, sir. So, today, where are we going? Top to bottom? Top to bottom. Top to bottom. That's how I like it. Okay. Number one. Coming in at number one. They might not be on the show much longer, so let's give them one last time at the top of the rankings, Connor and Sophie. Yep, they get their send-off. And they have a great episode anyway. I'll go with the send-off idea. I like that one. You think that they're a totally fake couple. I am not so sure. But anyway, they're in at number one this week. Number two, Shauna and Callum. Yeah, it was a cute date. It was. It was a very cute date. And we'll see where that goes. Coming in at number three, it's Paige and Finley. Always number one in my heart. But they didn't really get that much screen time and can't put them at the top. Number four, Mike and Leanne. Leanne had a good episode. I feel like Mike wasn't there at all. Yeah, I agree. Leanne had a good episode. Number five, Shonis and Nas. I would love to rank them higher, honestly. I don't. I feel like that was a mistake. I think they should have gotten higher. Yeah, I, I agree. Maybe we should have thrown them all the way up to number two or number three, because it is a pretty big deal when a friend couple gets to stay like that. So, anyway. Sophie Connor, Callum Shona, Shawnice and Nas, Paige and Finn, Mike and Leanne, we're upending everything. But down at number six, I think we can keep Jess and Luke M. Yeah. They do not look comfortable together. I did not see this one going places, but we'll see. And in the basement, it's Rebecca and Luke T. Because unfortunately, like the hat, Luke T has been pulled into the black hole abyss that is Rebecca. Yeah, that's that's all of it. That is all of it. And I think that's all for us. And we want to thank you for listening i'm sorry we've made you stupider but we hopefully we hopefully have also made you smarter we also want to thank you for subscribing at patreon.com slash little bit leave it for as little as two dollars per month you can get bonus content with each and every episode of little bit leave it that's right the spoils of love it's coming up right now if you're listening on patreon but if you're not patreon.com slash little bit leave it and sign up there And I think that will do it for us. From Staten Island. To Love Island. Our kid got up really early today and grandma says come get him. 